Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that we would love the people around us, love them enough that we would, would be willing to try to show them the right way, that we would show love, even hard love. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. It is reported everywhere that there is sexual immorality among you, and sexual immorality of such a kind which does not even exist among the Gentiles, so that someone has the wife of his father. And you are inflated with pride, and should you not rather have mourned, so that the one who has done this deed would be removed from your midst? For although I am absent in body but present in spirit, I have already passed judgment on the one who has done this in this way, as if I were present. In the name of the Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and my spirit together with the power of our Lord Jesus, I have decided to hand over such a person to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, in order that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough? Clean out the old leaven in order that you may be a new batch of dough, just as you are unleavened. For Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. So then, let us celebrate the feast not with the old leaven, or with the leaven of wickedness and sinfulness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in the letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. By no means did I mean the sexually immoral people of this world, or the greedy people, and swindlers, or idolaters, since then you would have to depart out of the world. But now I have written to you not to associate with any so-called brother, if he is a sexually immoral person, or a greedy person, or an idolater, or an abusive person, or a drunkard, or a swindler, with such a person not even to eat. For what is it to me to judge those outside? Should you not judge those inside? But those outside, God will judge. Remove the evil person from among yourselves. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. At first, it may seem odd in a letter that focuses on unity that Paul would command them not to associate with someone in their church. Different people have given this idea terms such as withdrawing or disfellowshipping or shunning someone. Paul specifies the sin is that the man is living with his father's wife. Paul says this is obviously wrong to everyone in their society, not just believers. Paul mentions the reason that they are not doing anything about it is because of their pride and boasting. It may be that they are proud of how accepting they are of people, or perhaps the man was of high class in that society, so they were proud to be associated with him for that reason. Another possibility that would connect this sin with the divisions is that perhaps one of the tribes inside the church was sheltering him because of pride in their group. It is an unfortunate thing that we can overlook serious issues in our group because they are connected to us, and find the smallest fault in other groups because they aren't connected to us. Paul says that he's already decided, based on what he has heard about the case. Verse 5, I have decided to hand over such a person to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, in order that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. The idea is not to take God's place in judging or punishing. We are not to decide a person's fate. We are not avenging a wrong. 
But Paul says that obvious sin needs to be called out, and if we allow it to continue, it will drag the whole church down. Verse 6, Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough? It doesn't take much leaven to make bread rise. Paul reminds them about the Passover feast, where the Jews would remove all the leaven from their houses. Leaven represents sin in the Bible. So Paul is saying that if they let this sin continue in the church, it will affect everyone, not just the one who is sinning at the moment. Verse 9, I wrote to you in the letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. The immediate thought people have is that there is another letter Paul wrote to the Corinthians that we don't have. That is quite possible. There are probably letters that Paul wrote that we don't have. There are other possibilities that people have suggested, though. One possibility is that 1 Corinthians is actually multiple letters that Paul or someone else merged later to sound like a single letter. I don't think that is impossible, but I don't think it is likely. If they merged some letters, they did an amazing job of editing them together. The third possibility is that when Paul says, I wrote, he means what he just wrote a paragraph or two before. When we write letters today, we tend to speak from our perspective. So we might say, I am talking to Adam today. So when the person reads the letter a week later, they recognize that today was a week earlier when you were writing the letter. But another way of writing is to write from the perspective of the person receiving the letter. So we would say, I talked to Adam when I wrote this letter. So it is possible that there isn't an extra letter Paul is talking about here, but he's just explaining what he's trying to tell them. When the Greeks wrote in this way, it indicated decisive action. Paul lists some obvious sins that everyone should be able to recognize. Sexual immorality, greed, drunkards, abusive, swindlers, and idolaters. He says we cannot stay away from those people in the world, because then we would have to stay away from almost everyone. But to stay away from people who do those things but are calling themselves Christians. Because people in the world, while they recognize these sins to some degree, They don't have God's power to overcome them. But someone who is a true Christian not only knows these are wrong, but has the help of God to overcome them. So, if they are living in these sins, we should not allow them to continue in the church. And now for a deeper dive. Dealing with sin is not one of the fun parts of love. But it is loving, or it should be. If you have a piece of food stuck in your teeth and everyone can see it but no one tells you about it, What do you think of all your friends? It is a little embarrassing to have to mention it, but that is what true friends do when they care about you. How much more sin? If we have sin separating us from God, would our true friends who love us and love God just let us continue in that? Paul says the point here is in order that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. In Matthew 18, Jesus gave some instructions for a loving way to approach a sinner in order to save his soul. Now, if your brother sins against you, go, correct him between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take with you in addition one or two others, so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every matter may be established. And if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses to listen to the church also, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. The idea is to make it as simple as possible for the one to repent. If only the two of you know about it, then he can repent quietly. But if he isn't listening, then take more people along to impress him of the danger of the sin. 
But eventually, if he will not listen to anyone, then it needs to involve the whole church. But still, there are two goals, and both of them are loving, even if they are hard. One is to save the person themselves. The second is to keep the church pure. We should love the person and the church enough to do the hard things. And hopefully, we will show that love every step of the way. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.